0: Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Wallet for Your Podcast. As always, I am the host, Matt Wisowski. In today's episode, we're going to hear from a researcher in Canada who is working on her second postdoc, making $70,000 Canadian dollars a year. And what's going to be fun about this discussion is that normally we associate uh, prestige Level of a job with salary. Uh, obviously, we think that the more prestigious the job is, the higher it pays. But in this particular discussion, we're going to talk about what it was like for our interviewee to actually take a pay cut in order to have a better position. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy.
1: So hello, my, my name is Nienke van der Merel. I am uh, a Benting Research Fellow, so a postdoctoral fellow at the University of Victoria. This is in Victoria, BC in Canada. Uh, and my salary is 70,000 Canadian dollars per year.
0: Great. So have you, have you talked about that with your family or your friends?
1: Uh, yes, I have talked about it because it, um, it was a little cut on my salary from my previous job. So I have mentioned that to friends and family. But Great. And
0: because, so the, can... because,
1: the fetish, because the job itself was more prestigious, I decided to take it anyway.
0: That seems like a very good reason. Congratulations on the, uh, the more prestigious job. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: okay, so can you talk a little bit about previous salary history, what you have made at other
1: positions? Right, so um, before... This postdoc, I've I've done two other postdocs. The previous one uh, was at at NRC Hertzberg and my salary there was around 75,000 per year. Um, And before that, so I worked there for two years. And before that I was at University of Hawaii. um, And there my, uh, I was also working on a a fellowship. I believe that was 60,000 US dollars per year.
0: Great. And so um, tell me a little bit about kind of went from 60 to 75,000, which is a, a pretty decent increase. Did that uh, sort of make you think differently about what you can afford on a, a daily basis? Did that change anything dramatically or was it a pretty smooth transition? Um, no.
1: So it, it's, it's actually not because this was 60,000 US dollars, oh, 75,000 Canadian, right. Canadian. So that, that difference is about 20%. So the, it, it, the salaries were actually comparable. Um, I, did, it, I did move to a different city, uh, so I used to live in Hawaii in uh, Honolulu, where many things are a lot more expensive than they are on the mainland, or even on Vancouver Island here in Canada. So I, I noticed the difference, but that was more related to the fact that I lived in a different location.
0: Right, great. So can you talk a little bit about your home or your apartment? Is it, uh, is it luxurious? Is it modest? Uh, how much does it cost? Uh, sort of things like that.
1: Right. So my current apartment, it's a it's a loft studio apartment. So it's in the the top floor of a house uh, in a very nice uh, green residential area in in Victoria. My landlord lives downstairs, and he ha- also has a basement apartment where um, another person lives. Uh, my rent now is about twelve hundred Canadian dollars, and that includes everything. So uh, gas, uh, water, electricity garbage, internet, TV, etc. So um, I would say uh, I I took it because I I thought it was really a good deal financially. It is a little bit small compared to previous places where I've lived. But my reasoning was that uh, I have to travel a lot for my work, or at least I used to before COVID. Um, So I didn't really want to spend too much money on a place when I wouldn't be there most of the time. Otherwise, like I said, the the area is really beautiful. Uh, I have a wonderful view over the water behind the house. I have storage uh, space downstairs and my landlord is a really great guy. So yeah, overall, I'm I'm very happy with my decision.
0: Yeah, that that sounds really nice. So generally speaking, so you mentioned travel a little bit there. Um, can you talk a little bit about your travel expenses like that? And also just generally speaking, do you feel like you live uh, above your means, below your means, or within or at your means?
1: Right, so so the travel is uh, part of my job, uh, primarily. So I, as an astronomer, as a researcher, I have to go to conferences. I visit other universities and institutes to give talks and to uh, work on, on collaborations. So all this kind of travel is paid for by my work. And there, are, I have a, a research budget that tells me how much I can travel per year, which is a little bit flexible. Uh, and also sometimes I get invited by an institute and then they pay for the travel. So this, this usually includes uh, the flights and then hotel or Airbnb, wherever I'm staying and local costs, including uh, per diem for meals, uh, cab cab rides, etc. The way that I travel, I, I try to combine work trips with fun trips. So when I travel somewhere that is pretty far away, say to Europe or to the East Coast, I always try to add a little bit of vacation. In that case, the vacation days I pay for myself, but obviously the flight cost doesn't change from that. So I, I really take benefit from that uh, so that I don't... I, I don't travel that much for my personal budget because I already have all these opportunities through my work um, that, that allow me to, uh, to visit other places. Right, um, yeah, that,
0: that, that's super smart. Yeah, sorry, go yeah,
1: ahead. Yeah, and then, yeah, so to say at what level I am, I, th- I feel like I'm still mostly living a bit of a student life. Like I'm very flexible with my time. I live relatively small. I don't spend a lot of money on luxury items, uh, mostly because I'm, I'm still moving around. I don't know where I'm going to have a permanent job eventually. Let's say I, I feel like I'm, I'm saving quite a bit of my salary. Um, but I am, I am enjoying my life, sort of below to intermediate level, I would say.
0: Great. So um, I know obviously you're not native to the States or to Canada. When you were growing up, did you, was, was money or finances something that was discussed uh, amongst your family or amongst, amongst your friends? And how does that compare to what you've seen in the States and in the Canada and the rest of North America?
1: Yeah, I'm, so I'm from the Netherlands. It's, it's funny that Dutch people are known to be directs and blunts. But uh, crazy enough, it's not money, it's not really part of that, or money and salary and how much you're spending. So somehow we have a modesty when it, when it comes to that part. So no, back home, this was never really a discussion. Uh, also my, my personal situation, I grew up in a family that um, both my parents worked and we had, they, they had a pretty large income. Uh, so we never had anything that we missed my My parents they raised as well, so I had two younger brothers um, They gave us some pocket money, but basically for everything extra, we had to find a, a job on the side as well. So I never felt that they really spoiled us, but it was it was good to know that they could support us financially if it would be necessary and and luckily that that never really happened but it 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 was a reassurance that we never had to worry about money either um, On the other hand, we never really discussed that either it was just looking back at that time that's that i just accepted that for what what it what it was and i can see that that is certainly a difference with uh with us and canada uh for one thing in the us i've, I've really noticed people there talk easily about salary and about how much they make it seems to be almost uh, a value that they make of you when they meet you and that was something i, I had to get used to because it's um, when certainly when you are an academic like myself. So if I say, oh, I'm a researcher, I work at the university, then you often get the question, oh, so you're a student and how are you getting by? Um, I was like, no, I am an employee and I get, a pretty good salary i mean <laughs> i have received my degree already so now i'm taking the benefit of that so for me that was a little <laughs> strange experience but i i think part of that is also that many people simply not familiar with the concept of being a postdoc um which means you're no longer a student but you're also not a professor yet you're 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 a researcher and and luckily we i've always been in postdoc positions with uh, with a decent salary um which is, I, I I think it's a good compensation for the fact that you have a temporary job. There's no extensions usually and you will have to move countries again at the end of it, so after two or three years. So there's there's a lot of uncertainty in this kind of career and then I'm very glad that at least in astronomy you, you get uh, compensated for that property.
0: Right, so uh, when you were, also, also when you were growing up, did you ever learn about, budgets or credit cards or how to sort of monitor your money was that ever something that was taught or is that something you had to learn uh, sort of once you were out on your own <laughs>
1: um so in netherlands credit cards are not really a big thing i mean i had one when i got older mostly for internet orders but it, it's it's a much smaller amount of your spending than it is here in north america however when it comes to financial budgeting uh, what, I, what I said before my my parents they would give me pocket money and they would tell us to save up that money like if we wanted to buy something big we needed to save for it so uh, and we used to have like a these this little box where you could put the coins in and uh, later got a like a children and then a teenager bank account where you could deposit money if you were saving it or or if you were making money on your job so yeah they were telling us to do that and I didn't have many uh spendings at that time uh then when i was 18 and i moved out of my parents house to to go to university um i decided to spend most of my savings on a digital piano Uh, and that was not the plan for all this time but something (laughs) that i've been thinking about for for the last few years like oh that is something that i i actually have the money for because i have those savings yeah. So that was, that. I'm, I'm glad that I did that. And then of course, when I, when I moved out, suddenly I had to pay rent, I had to pay groceries. And then, yeah, I started, suddenly I had to start thinking about how to spend my money. But uh, I think that I learned pretty quickly how to do that. I was never spending more than what I had. I was always putting some money in savings. So
0: and, and when you were in university <clears throat> initially, did you, have, did you have student loans or how, what was the payment for that like? Or was that just, uh, is that, was that part of the, the country's plan?
1: Yeah, so in the, in the Netherlands, uh, at least back then, you, you got, uh, every student got um, a student's scholarship, you could say. Initially, that is a loan turns into a gift if you graduate within a certain amount of time. So this, uh, I, got, I, I, had, I basically got a monthly amount for, uh, for to pay tuition and, and to pay for my, my rent. Other than that, I got a little bit of money from my parents, and I also had a side job.
0: So being in uh, the economic environment here in North America, was that what was that like for you hearing fellow peers' stories who you know, have tens of thousands of U.S. dollars of debt? Was that something that you could, what, what did you think about hearing that?
1: The other was very shocking for me. I mean, I know that I was in a luxury position, like the fact that my parents gave me money as well, definitely meant I I didn't have to get a student loan. Well, some of my Dutch friends had to, they also had to get a student loan out. But uh, I think the amount is still, it would usually be maybe a couple 10,000 euros, but nothing like the numbers that I'm hearing in the United States. So yeah, that was, that was pretty shocking to me. To uh, uh, and so I think
0: the, so I think the last thing is um, so you mentioned earlier that uh, you, you know the, the Dutch aren't as direct about money as you think folks in North America are. Do you ever talk about salary with friends or families who aren't in uh, academia? Do you ever talk with people about how much money they make who have uh, sort of like corporate or company jobs
1: well so so Canada is kind of it's more like Dutch so I, I think here in Canada, I don't really discuss it. And I, I have a lot of friends outside academia as well. For me, it's not very natural to, to bring up the topic. If someone asks, I will share. I don't, I don't have a problem, but I would never volunteer the information unless asked.
0: From what we've been learning, I think that's actually much more normal. So d- don't worry. That's, uh, that's perfectly in the, the etiquette of uh, North America as well. <laughs>